It's Brave Men with Paul Lewis Cole. Wisdom and courage for the journey. Brave Men starts now. I'm sitting with Ed Preston here in the studios, CMN Studios, and um, I'm excited to hear uh, what you call what? Ed's? Laws of leadership. Ed's laws of leadership. We talked in a previous podcast and on Achieve Lab, we talked about your testimony, how you went from being an executive, driving a logging truck, God began to change your heart, you were listening, putting the Word of God in your life, and then uh, how many years ago did you start this major restaurant corporation that you head up now? December, uh, this past December, it was 20 years old. 20 years. So you've got a 20-year run mm -hmm. of building a major corporation. Mm -hmm. Out of that, you've synthesized some things to share with us in terms of business and, and uh, life, really. A lot of this has to do with just how we live our lives. So let's get right into Ed's Laws of Leadership. Okay. So Ed Preston, Good. What's, the, what's one of the first things you want to share with us? Well, the first thing I want to share is I probably share this more with the leadership in the company. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, some of them thinks it's Ed's famous word is called entropy. Entropy. Yes. Uh, and if you look it up in the dictionary, it's basically that anything left unattended will turn to crises. Wow. Anything mm -hmm. left unattended will turn to crises. Will become a crisis. Yeah, and it applies to business, it applies to uh, employees, it applies to marriage, it applies to parenting. Oh my yes, it, it does. It applies to any wow. aspect of your life. And, um, and then probably the second thing that I deal, uh, that I try to teach our leaders is like the 80-20 rule. Everybody's heard of the 80-20 rule, mm -hmm. but I kind of like to base it on that the 20% is what I call critical factors. If you can uh, master the critical factors or the 20%, then the 80% will basically fall into line under that, which I call the technical parts. So then, the so the 20% then is is what the basic getting it's, the it's basic, a basic foundation that we run a business on. Okay. The basics. So in a restaurant business, mm -hmm. that would be as people walk up, how you mm -hmm. greet them. Exactly. How you greet them, how you see them, how they're attended to. You know, is and then all the things that surround it, like is the building clean, is it presentable, is the parking lot in shape, yeah, and uh, are the employees dressed properly, mm -hmm. and is the food being prepared properly, is it sent to the table properly? Those are what I call critical factors. So or those basics. are critical. Those are the basics, critical factors. So that could apply to marriage, it could apply to uh, church if you're a pastor or a leader in church, the presentation, how people are treated. If people are friendly, mm -hmm. the um, organizational, and part I think of it's it. true in marriage too. You need mm -hmm. to be friendly. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> well, we're going to touch on that here in a minute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so yes, and uh, so then uh, one day I just started. I was on a long flight, and I just started uh, jotting down some of the things. And some of them are comical, and some of them are real, and some of them are uh, most of them are But all of these real. are things you've learned. And, yeah, and these are things that I basically uh, Really in have your entire career. Over the entire career. Because when you were in the corporate world, the, the reason you burned out and left is because the corporate world chewed you up. Right. So, so you had out. to readjust some things you mm -hmm. learned. And so what we're going to get now is the synthesis of that. Right. What's one of the next ones? Here? Well, uh, you know, like I said, there are some comical things. And, and one of them we start out is kind of comical, like leadership is like a casserole. 
<laughs> only those responsible for putting it together knows what goes into it. <laughs> you know, and uh, like people will say to me once in a while, how'd you come up with this idea? Well, it just came, it's just part of me. Yeah. You know, I'm the one that figured out what goes into that thought and what goes into that process. Yeah. So um, also leadership incorporates equal parts of patient, passion, and performance. Okay, say that again, the three uh, things. Yeah, uh, leadership incorporates equal parts of patience, passion, and performance. Patience, those, passion, again, performance. And those can be, again, part of the critical factors. Okay. Okay, in your leadership skills. Uh, you know, and uh, this is not really a point, but it was a thought that I wrote down. Leadership is a skill so complex that a simple Google search reveals over a million pages on the topic. Wow. And I thought, well, that's astronomical. Maybe I could pick a few out of that yeah. that I could apply to the, my yeah. life and apply to so, the business. So patience, why did you put patience first? Well, I think the reason I put patience first is because I, most of my life I've been an impatient person. And building uh, a business the way God wanted me to build mm -hmm. it did require a lot of patience, which also included allowing him to teach me, and I had to be patient in that. Wow. In and that. you talked about in the, in the previous when we did the other uh, taping about your testimony, you talked about getting quiet, getting to a place where you could uh, pray, listen to the Lord. We have a great friend, George Nishimura, who runs a major corporation in Brazil, heads up the University of the Family and Christian Men's Network there. George told me one time, he said, when he gets to his office early in the morning, he has blocked out on his calendar time to think. Time to think. I said, do you really? He says, mm -hmm. yes, that is one of my jobs. Mm -hmm. He says, it's to get quiet, pray, think, listen to the Lord, let wisdom fill my life. He says, then I begin to act on that. Right. So patience is first, because we're particularly a business owner or uh, administrator or somebody who's trying to make some things happen. We get impatient. Right. And that's part of my life, too. I never schedule anything in the morning because the first two hours of each day, I do that. Really? I ponder, meditate. I read the scriptures. I, uh, you know, I try to identify a scripture or a thought of the thing that I'm going to face or have to take care of that day. And uh, so that is a big part. So you and, have a daily ritual, routine, right? that helps, that's foundational for your mm -hmm. life. Right, I never schedule anything for the first two hours that I'm awake. Wow. And that's what I do each morning because it's crisp, it's quiet, yeah. Now for some peaceful. Men, for some of us, what that means is we actually gonna have to wake up a little earlier. Yes, yeah. earlier. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and equal yeah. parts, I was talking about patient, passion, and performance. You know, if we, we're always trying to identify in our leadership if they have the passion mm. to do this. I call it often, I call it the fire in the belly. Mm -hmm. You know, if we're, if we're dealing with mediocre people that don't have the fire in the belly, if they're there just for the payday. Just to get a job. Just, just to, to get, get a done. job or so forth. It doesn't really fit into our, our, our criteria. Yeah. And, uh, the, and then the patience and the passion will always equal performance. Wow. And their ability to perform. So the performance task. isn't number one for no, you? No. Wow. I have it listed patience, passion, and performance. Yeah. Okay. Or then performance, either way. Ed's, mm -hmm. Ed's laws of leadership. Yeah, there's a variety of uh, 
of different points on the topic of leadership quotes that I've come up with. Yeah. Okay, and uh, I'll share some of those with you. And I've got them numbered. You know, everybody likes to have numbers. Yeah. And yeah, so well, uh, I like to do numbers too from time to time. Like number one, and these are my quotes, okay? If you are at the top of the ladder, cover your butt. <laughs> if you're at the bottom, cover your face. <laughs> I so, think that originated when I was with the big corporations. It was in the corporate setting. But it's also blended into my own company, which has yeah. really been effective. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's true whether mm -hmm. you're on a, a baseball team or working in a corporation, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. okay. And then it's also very helpful when you're training upper management also. All right. And what do you mean by that? What do I mean by mm -hmm. that? That there's always, uh, there's always obstacles that's going to be in your way. Always. You know, so... Uh, Try to learn when obstacles come how to protect yourself. Okay. You know how to believe in yourself, and uh, don't let someone else railroad you or run over you. Because when and you get, because when you get, you know, people are always wanting. To, you know, we call it the top. But in other words, you get in a place of leadership, authority. There's always going to be people who are talking about you or or uh, trying to discount what you do or basically being an obstacle, mm -hmm. right? And, and you have to know that you know what you're doing is the right thing. Yeah, if you know what you're doing and you know uh, that the outcome is going to be a plus, mm -hmm. then you can set a lot of that aside, but still listen to the point if it's something that you okay. can change. So that's number with, one, okay? number two. People that have the power to fix something do not know what it is wrong. The people that knows what's wrong don't have the power to fix it. So that would come into teamwork. Yeah. You know, listen to your subordinates, listen to your management. And, uh, you know, because we don't have all the great ideas. You know, maybe a, uh, just a, uh, a minimum wage laborer will have some good ideas. So we, we train ourselves to listen to people. So you listen, mm -hmm. you're in a restaurant business. So as an example, you've got a bus boy. And when he says, you know, we should do something different here, you listen to that. Mm -hmm. That's, that's yeah. not always the way we think about that, mm -hmm. is it? We think if we're in, we get in leadership, we get the pressure of we have to know everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, at least uh, one or two items on our menu has come from a dishwasher. Really? You know, that they like food also. Well, of they course. Are, they have taste variances in their, in, you know, in their taste buds or whatever yeah. you want to call yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, right, so we listen to people. Uh, number three is work hard, have fun, no drama. <laughs> you know, <laughs> drama is a killer. Drama is a killer. You know, uh, sometimes drama is, well, who cares? Yeah, yeah. You know, let's, let's not drama, put this thing into a lot of drama, let's figure out how to fix it. So sometimes drama isn't somebody actually causing something, it's somebody mm -hmm. who actually withdraws right. from trying to be part of the team. Right. Creates yeah, drama. My son has a saying, if it's not broken don't fix it if it's not broken don't fix it right in other words usually if something is not broke but you want to fix it will mm -hmm. create drama in yeah. some way or another so go through yeah. that again number work three. hard have fun no drama work hard have, have fun, fun no, no drama. drama enjoy what you're doing find a way to enjoy the task how important that is that it's yeah. very important especially with morale attitudes mm -hmm. in the business uh, we talk a lot about uh, attitudes will always flow into the customer 
Wow, so people will right. pick up your attitude. People will pick up attitudes as quickly more than anything doesn't else. Doesn't matter what kind of business you're in. Right, doesn't matter so, what kind of business you're in. But let me ask you this. You talk about, you know, love what you do and that kind of thing. What if I'm in a job, because I need a job to provide for my family, I don't really love it, but I know I need to do it. How do I handle that? With the attitude aspect? Mm-hmm. Well, you have to concentrate on the pluses of the job or what uh, makes you feel good about it. Mm -hmm. And then you have to build off of those. Find the things that are right about it, not the things that are wrong about it. Yeah. And develop from that aspect. So, uh, so I'd be looking at it, let's say, uh, and I'm thinking, okay, I'm blessing my family, helping my kids. Um, in other words, God's giving me this in order to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's... Uh, you know, it's a great thing just to have the knowledge in your mind that you're producing. Number four. Right. Whatever it is that hits the fan will not be evenly distributed. <laughs> I've heard that one before from you. <laughs> you shared that in a couple meetings. You know, I've been dealing with that all my life. You Whatever know. hits the fan will not be evenly distributed. Exactly. Can I, can I hear an amen? Amen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, uh, he might get more of the effect of that than he gets the effect of yeah, that. Yeah. It's not always. So when, when drama or crisis happens, is what we're talking about, mm -hmm. I may feel it more than the guy next to me. Right. And wow. then they either will take that as uh, uh, a critique, mm -hmm. or they might take it as something that's unfair. Boy, that's a good one right mm -hmm. there. And, and we, can, we can get that way real yeah. quick. Constru we can say, constructive man, criticism. I'm the one that's getting hit and that guy's, nothing's happening to mm -hmm. him. Yeah. So, so that's an attitude check right there. It's not going to be evenly yeah. distributed. We're all going to have different times mm -hmm. that different things hit us. Different moods and so forth. So that's even true in a marriage, right? I mean, it, well, it, well, these these leadership factors uh, involves everything about your life. Yeah. It's not just a job or a, or a business or uh, a profession. And when you talk leadership, you and I know, and I want to I want to make sure that we predicate this for everybody listening or watching. Leadership is predicated on serving others, right? Mm -hmm. You're only qualified to lead to the degree you're willing to serve. Jesus didn't t teach leadership, he taught servantship. <laughs> he taught servanthood, right? Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about laws of leadership, it's not about trying to be above. It's actually what you're talking about there is actually about serving others and having the right attitude, the right uh, fire in the belly. That's not just about me being up above, telling everybody what to do. It's about me serving others so that everybody becomes successful. Mm -hmm. Successful is not a bad word, is it? It's not in my world. <laughs> I mean, I've tried unsuccessful. <laughs> successful is much better. <laughs> Success is much better. Right. You know, but the fact is, because here's, here's my thing, Ed. It feels like sometimes we, we say, oh man, this guy's really trying to be successful, as if it's ungodly. And yet, isn't business about actually trying to build something. I mean, if you're not successful, it doesn't work. Right. You know, and it's about the same, same old thing. Uh, you know, being successful is uh, 
like from the world system, you know, to get all you can as fast as you can, no matter who you take down to get there. Mm. You know, where uh, the kingdom system is uh, to, uh, to love, mm. you know, to uh, benefit people, to think of people more than you think of yourself. You know, I like to say it's uh, people more than profit. Wow. You know, to so your, your drive, your passion, your fire in the belly for success, okay, isn't just about, hey, look at the car I bought. No, that, that's a byproduct. That's a byproduct. It's yeah. really about what I'm able now to do to right. help others, what, to employ What you're others. able to do to help others, you know, I, my biggest drive is to help ministries or mm-hmm. to help other people. And, uh, you know, the nice car is nice. Yeah. You know, I made a statement one day in one of the meetings that we were doing uh, in a men's meeting, and I says, you know, beyond popular belief, to have a million dollars in the bank is not really what it's cracked up to be. Mm. Because it takes more responsibility, it takes more attitude, it takes... You may even it, feel more pressure. Yeah, because you can lose it as fast as you get it. Goes fast. Yeah, I mean, you only and, have to look at some of the athletes and so right. forth. Paid a large amount of money and three years after they're in the NFL or mm-hmm. something, they're bankrupt. Right. Well, what is it? The statistics, uh, most lottery winners are broken three years or more. Really? Yeah, wow. or less. Or, yeah. And so because they don't, they don't have the proper perspective and the proper attitude and the mindset to manage that. So true success isn't just about numbers. It's really becoming what God designed you to be. Right. Self-worth. Mm. You wow. know, the ability to lay your head on the pillow at night and yeah. enjoy a good night's sleep. Yeah, instead where of are we at? What number trying, are we at now? That I don't know. Four. I've lost the numbers. Yeah. So. Are we at five now? Yeah, we're around five, yes. Okay. And uh, this is a quite lengthy, but it's good. And uh, I think this derived from when I worked for the big corporations when the boss would blow in, blow up, and blow out and just leave you there standing there naked and raw. And so uh, I wrote this down. Of all the people who will never leave you, God is the only one that will not. Mm. Okay. Companies with an enthusiastic tenured workforce are more profitable because it costs less to manage them. And that, that comes under the people over profit yeah. thing again. Yeah, I want to finish this episode with, with that. Because uh, people over profit. You've practiced that, and yet you've made a great profit. Right. Because you've invested in people. So when you have a company whose, whose uh, workforce stays longer, it's less expensive to manage it. Right. One of the most expensive aspects of the business that I am in is training new people. Mm. And uh, because you spend uh, lots of money training a person and you don't know if they're going to be there tomorrow or not. So that can turn into a very expensive thing for your company. So, so we... Yeah, so when you, when you have... Let's, let's do real thing here. When you have a server that's working in a restaurant, as a company... When you get a new person in, you know it's going to cost you $5,000, $10,000 of training, time, and effort, and everything else. So if you have to replace that person, it's, does that sound yeah, right? Yeah, another five, ten thousand dollars $10,000. Every time? Every time. So, so investing in that person. Investing in the person. I don't think a lot of us think about that. Mm-hmm. 
And that's really smart. Mm-hmm. And then the, the thing you started with reminds me of Psalm 46 where God says, He says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you, even when the storms come. And uh, you've had some storms in your business. It hasn't just gone all like this, right? Yeah, we've had our share. <laughs> we've had our share. Yeah, yeah we just uh, finished a lawsuit. Did you really? Mm-hmm. Okay. So and those so things happen. Those things happen. And, uh, you know, if the leadership develops poor attitude over mm-hmm. that, then it always flows into your help, into the customer. So and really what anchors you is that you know that God's not going to forsake you. You got and a he's, tough moment. He's going to give me. He's going to give me the strategy mm. to move beyond it. So your faith in God, you can. In other words, you can you can pray over your business. And you can ask God for a strategy, and you feel in your senses that that's what God's done for you in this corporation. Right. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Ed Preston, thanks for being with us on this episode. And uh, I can't wait to get the, the whole rest of it in the next segment. All right. You've just experienced Brave Men with Paul Lewis Cole. Paul is president of the Global Fatherhood Initiative. Connect with Paul at bravemen.men. That's bravemen.men.